troubled times, our fifth objective, a new world order can emerge. Live north of Richmond. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up. Ain't it not be true, but it is, all it is, living in the new world, with an old soul. These rich men north or rich men, Lord knows it all, just want to have total control, want to know what you think, want to know what you do. This is This Week Conspiracy. My name is Justin. I'm Brad. And like always, oh, look at that. On, On her, her phone. Little shh, 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 I do believe we're going to have a special guest arriving soon. Well, there's not going to be in pizza left because I'm going to eat it all. There's freaking two, a pet pie. I'm going to eat. I'm in training. Yeah, I guess. Well, that. Song came out of nowhere this week. I mean, I've, it's, I'm, I don't know how old it is. Can you look that no, up? I think what happened. Well, I think call. someone recorded him at like a fair. He has, uh, he has I, a couple on on. He his, has albums. I played them okay, off. Wait, this what's is it off called? North Richmond, North of Richmond. Rich men, North of Richmond. North. Okay. But it's uh, he has, he's on Apple. Yeah, he's got a cool voice. Yeah, I mean it's it's just him and a guitar, yeah. that steel guitar like thing. But I think that. Like, it caught on, like, Joe Rogan was posting about it. Like, it was all over the internet this weekend. It, it says it was just released in August of 2023. Uh, August 7th. Another, hey, another week, another song about how shitty America is goes to the top, dude. <laughs> well, we're like, this is like the, uh, hey, like, this is like the 60s. That is exactly what I said today, that this sounds like a 60s protest song. Other, But it's not... It's no, it's against the government, but like now the government is, it's weird. Yeah, it's not. No, hey, like, in the sixties, like we don't want like the yeah. government was the squares. Like they hated like the old people, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm old. It's like the old people against the young fucking people. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the young people are now a part of the authoritarians. Yeah. Whereas back then it was the young people against the authoritarians, were older people. You right. understand what I mean? Yeah. Like, now the young people want us to go to fucking war. The old, old people and the young people are the authoritarians. Yeah, and like... And, like, the dudes from, like, 35 to, like, 65 are like, hey, what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> why dude? are we going to war all the time yeah, and shit? Yeah, why are we fucking... Like... It's the, it's the people that wrote the fucking protest songs in the 60s. Yeah, they're in charge now. They're in charge now, right. and they want to fucking go to war over and over again. 
and strip all the wealth out of every single right. middle and then class you, American. And then you have all these woke motherfuckers that are like third, like, like 25 and under. Yes, absolutely. Listen to everything I do on my phone. Yeah, well, you got like it's bands amazing. like... Like we said this a million times, like, you know, fuck you, don't do what you tell me. Rage against the machine. Now they're telling you can't come into a fucking concert unless you do what the fucking government tells you to do, <laughs> which is insane. Which, which came out this week, by the way, the FDA, and said, well, doctors can absolutely prescribe ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we got to, we have to do the, the our stuff. Yeah, I, well, I forgot last, last week. week. No, yeah, we didn't yeah. do that. Hey, right no, you oh, ran yeah. through the stuff at the end, but we didn't do we our didn't do. contributors oh, or nothing people. before we get too far in. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Ashley, you want to run through our stuff real quick? No. <laughs> 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 we were all doing that earlier. Now everybody has something in their phones. <laughs> this week in conspiracy at gmail.com. This week in conspiracy at Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Gitter, Rumble, Truth, Minds, and uh, Threads. Uh, threads. Which is and this week in cons. On Thre- Threads is essentially Twitter. We on, we're not on X. Yeah, that's what she oh, said. Twitter. Said Twitter. It's X now. Whatever. Yeah, it's X. Gonna give it to you. Don't and care. They're like, sucker. <laughs> 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 okay, our contributors of the week is Chris Fightmaster, Nancy, Nursemaid, IRS, Sneaky Tow, Cork Knocker, Kaylee Four J, Josh J, Brad K, Bruce, and Long Nation. Sweet. No, we have we've been we're we're kicking back up again because we're not completely blacklisted on Instagram and shit. <laughs> we went we literally went from twenty thousand like uh, like every thirty days you get like twenty thousand interactions or whatever the fuck mm. down to like four hundred and fifty. <laughs> now we're back up to fifty one hundred. Okay, I, I, so we're creeping back up. Again. Yeah, I don't understand. Like all because I put like a fucking picture of the ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing <clears throat> like the shit that they like i, I, I don't know dude. i was scrolling through today because like oh people send me stuff and i know it's gonna get fucking blocked mm-hmm. so i just i like it sometimes i like or sometimes i put it on our stories sometimes i like it and just scroll down and put something else up and i get to this one it's like blocks so you can't see it mm-hmm. i see i hit like the view anyway right. it's a fucking comedian doing a bit i'm like well what the fuck how is this false information? This motherfucker's doing a bit. Right. He's telling a joke. Well, it's it's just like that song that that dude was that dude yeah. sings, where he said, "Why don't you tell the guy's name?" Forgot <laughs> Oliver Anthony Music. Yeah. That way, at least it's you on know. iTunes. It's like the his like three of his songs are like the top of the week this week. Well, it ain't gonna matter because Joe Rogan talked about, it, so it doesn't matter if we say shit about it. Right. right. <laughs> but um, like a Ruling Stones did an article about it. Did they really? Yeah. He's like a, he's a right wing right wing extremist <laughs> accusing the government of alleged uh sex trafficking through Epstein. Like everything they say is like the like like say so they're like he talks about <clears throat> well people on welfare. No, he's talking about the 500 fucking pound dude on welfare that you're like why am I buying you junk food when you're already fucking unhealthy? Right? Well, like my, my tax dollars shouldn't be taken to let you go buy junk food, you know. Yeah, why? So he's am, complaining about that. He's complaining about like ta- like taxes and our dollar ain't worth shit because they're spending. And he talks about Epstein Island. Like, hey, the government should care about miners, M I N E R S, right? Like cool miners, and not the miners hiding out the miners on Epstein Island, right? Right. 
Well, everything he talks about, like, they talk about it like it's bad. <laughs> yeah. How dare you talk about these things? Why? Do you like those things? Like, do you like paying high taxes? Do you enjoy fucking rich fucking elitists uh, flying pedophile rings down to uh, Epstein Island? Because here's the deal. You could end all this if, if what he says is false. If politicians didn't protect those people... You could easily fucking t- tomorrow come out and be like, hey, FBI, let's see the book. Boom, all over the internet. This is at all his clients. We would know who everybody is. Well, this is a crazy thing. This is like, I don't. I guess I wasn't alive in the 60s. But imagine like Rolling Stone doing an article on like fucking Jimi Hendrix calling him some kind of left-wing kook fucking crazy <laughs> anarchist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was against the war. <laughs> this guy. He, uh, he said, I mean, they praised Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He's so awesome. Way to stand up for what you believe in. Now they're like, what do you mean we don't want to give $114 billion to Ukraine? You racist. Well, Trump does an interview. You love Putin. Trump does an interview and he's like, I just want people to stop dying. They're like, what do you mean? I what are you, some sort of fucking crazy asshole? Right. Like, how, how could you argue that point? He's like, there's Russians and Ukrainians dying. Right. I want it to end. Right. Nope, that's bad. And it's, we've all we've done is made more people die by sending weapons. Yes, that's it. Oh, they're basically and not sitting down and like, hey, well, let's negotiate a little bit. Right. We're essentially boosting, like boosting a. Whoa, 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 whoa! Time out. Breaking news. Breaking news. What? He didn't even. He didn't even acknowledge the on-air sign. Just burst. In the <laughs> he just burst it. We don't have one. We're just kidding. <laughs> Wearing a little backpack. I like how he went back and checked though. I really want one. We should get one. But you're basically one. boosting up an army to get slaughtered. Yeah, because like I mean, honestly, it's not like we're giving them our top of the line weapons. We're giving them leftovers and shit that we want out of inventory. Right. And so. Now they're just—it's just, we're just making more people die. Yeah, essentially. Three weeks in, Putin said, "Let's negotiate," and well, we said, "No." It's like you're like beating the shit out of your brother, little brother, and then you give him a pillow and it's like, "Here, defend yourself." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you're hitting him with a <laughs> fucking sock full of cord. <laughs> yeah. You want one of these? Oh. Or you have? Oh, okay. But, All right. Well, whoa, UFO beer. Yeah, you like that? What is that? It's really good. Does that take you out of this world? It does. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents. Oh, we have. Is it on? It's. It's. A, he's on now. If he can. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, once it gets to his face. Okay. I unmu- I'm unmuted him. All right. Hi. I can't hear. Wait. Hold on. Say. Speak again. Check. check. One. Two. No. Justin, check that for is me. It on, is the red light on? Wait, yeah, the red light's on. Yeah, okay. it should be good. Yeah. Pause the recording. Okay, now the recording. red light is blinking. Okay, That's that pause. means you're muted. muted. Okay, so now... Okay, good? Nah, Jesus. Good, good, good. Hold, everyone, please hold on while I fix this shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're back now. Oh, okay, okay cool. We're good. That you was my fi- fault. We got it fixed. Now. Okay, listen. Go I ahead. turned the volume down. It was my fault. I'm not going to lie. After some cursing. I broke another after, mic while trying to fix the other one. She walked one. around the table and knocked every fucking mic off the thing. No. No. <laughs> she, in my defense, Brad was like, I'm going to just tighten this for you, Jim. And I went, oh, here, let me swing the arm so Cutting I can get voice. to him because well, fat. And his is so loose. It went, bloop. No, Brad tightens his up so tight if you move it an inch, it like falls off the thing, the table. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, when there's a problem, I hulk shit out to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your boom boom pants, huh? I don't even have. It's too hot for boom boom pants. Hey, Soon. we didn't even. You know what we didn't mention? What's that? When we since we started it. So last week we talked about Ashley's back to back. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot about championship eating contest. Yeah, she's she's champ champ. She's champ champ. I thought it was chomp chomp. Of what? Watermelon eating champ. Phillipsburg, Phillipsburg Fair, watermelon, back to back, eating manager. Ash. Wow. It's, I loved and she's the the, fake enthusiasm. Yeah, so do I. And she's the sweet. And she's the baking champ. And she won the baking So that makes her champ champ. Brownie division. Brownie division. So with the watermelon, did you just eat the seeds to save time? She had to did inhale just, the whole you rind. Just eat the whole the whole slice. The rind too. She deep throats it. Yep. <laughs> she's like that reminds me of the great outdoors, the old 96er. He's, He's done. Fat. He's not done. You eat the gristle and everything. <laughs> you have to eat the rind, too. No. no. Oh. no the first year, I was so fast that I was down to the bottom, so I just started eating like the white part of the rind. Yeah. I have to leave, like no question. But this year, I choked in the middle of it. I needed a few seconds, so yeah. it wasn't as much of a, but, uh, hey. a win. Wow. But then, la- last night, Jesus she Christ. became... The Altoona Cur, Altoona Pizzas, back to back, back to back, pizza eating champion. <laughs> Whoa! Champ, 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 champ. So we decided next year when she goes to the watermelon contest, yeah. we're gonna take dog leash things, clip it on her neck, and put a mask on her like Hannibal Lecter, and she's gonna <laughs> walk up the. <laughs> you need the John Cena T-shirt. The champ is here. That's uh, how much pizza did you have to eat last night? It was that damn Altoona hotel style pizza. This oh, gross ass that's stuff. That's rough. You had two pieces. You had a minute. Yeah, I didn't even get through one piece. I'm gonna the be other honest with was you. Like, two bites. I was like, "Wow, man, I will." I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna enter it next year. I'm gonna fucking crush <laughs> both these motherfuckers. You, you think? You think? So you're choking? Listen, on that. I'm gonna have a bucket of beer. Hey, I'm gonna have two buckets of beer, and I'm gonna eat both pieces of pizza and drink and drink two beer, like two buckets of beer. And they're gonna be like, "There's no champ. There's like nothing you're gonna ever lose." She's been dethroned. She's been dethroned. Was it between innings? You had to do it because yeah. that's like fast, fast, yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were you at? Were you on top of the dugout, or where'd you have to do it at? It was at the top of the right in the bathroom. <laughs> on, the, <laughs> on the toilet. Yeah. That's so gross. That's so gross. But I won. It was that little desk that they'd have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. behind her. Where home they plate. do interviews. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Dude. We'll just call it Kess's desk from now on. Well, talking yeah. about the curve, last week Jake the Snake came. Remember we talked about it? Gone. Yeah. I had VIP tickets. You sure did. I know how much they cost too. If your wife never told you, I, I do think they're too. fifty bucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> A person. Yeah. And you were his personal security guard. Woo! That's right? sweet. And I'd like to say Jake the Snake, more like Jake the Grumpy. Yeah, he was grumpy. <laughs> he was grumpy so. Well, That's that be. Well, that being said. I mean, this man, it was like the highest of highs. I mean, like He was like headlining Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And he's like sometimes headlining like pay-per-views pretty much. Like, Well, that Austin, that Stone Cold Steve Austin, his last match was like a belt match. Yeah. It was like the WWF championship. To like going to Blair County Ballpark and having 65-year-old men in wheelchairs and you a <laughs> doll that you have to sign. Yeah. So I understand why he's grumpy. <laughs> Right, right. You know what I mean? He did sign like 350 autographs. No, he was I like he that. wasn't rude or mean. Right. He just right. you could tell he kind of didn't want to be there. Yeah. Which, but also at the same time, that's not a bad gig. No, he probably made 10 grand, dude. That's what I mean. He's sitting there signing like that's not a bad job. Right. But we're standing in line, <clears throat> and I'm talking to you like I think, and I turn around and he's smiling, and I said, 
the hell is he smiling? And my wife says, I smiled at him. It really lit him up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, keep fucking smiling at him and shit. Maybe we'll be happy. And yeah. I was like, if we play the cards right, we can get him to come over and do it. Maybe get him in the podcast. Oh maybe maybe Ashley, maybe Ashley can top him off then. <laughs> Why are you just offering me up? Well, because I don't want him to sleep with my wife. Seriously. That'd be like the, that'd be a tragic story if my wife leaves right. me for Jake to stay. The tragedy is not <laughs> him having to sleep with me. Did you see his feet? He nah. kicked his shoes off while you guys were. They all mangled up, dude. They're like purple. Oh, oh. I, I mean, I'm sure he has tons of health issues. But he looked good. He didn't look bad. And he looked good for like for being the life he led. Yeah. But now, like, he's he's smiling. Then he looks at my wife, looks at me, he's looks done. at my wife, looks at me. I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> then he gets <laughs> he gets like super disgusted again. <laughs> well, you're taller than him. Well, he probably thought, well, this guy's famous too. I saw him in a movie, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought it was the documentary he was watching. Me and my fucking wife standing there. <laughs> what was the song when you like, started to be friends in Shrek? So, uh, oh, bum, 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 yeah, she bum, makes bum, me a bug bum, like fucking popsicle. And I yeah, but, but it's. Before... <laughs> uh, but then we're walking around the corner, and I see two people that I know. And they, she, I was, she comes up, they come up and the guy's like, tell him you're Jake the Snake's door. So she starts telling us about eight, I don't know, eight years ago, she was at the Jaffa and Jake the Snake was there and she was, her son wanted to get his autograph. Mm-hmm. So he's, he gets them, they get, or get a picture with him. They wait in line and she, they get up and it's like, oh, $40 for a picture. And she's like, I don't have no cash. All I have, like, it was before like credit cards right, were like right. easy. And she like, and Jake the Snake heard her and he was like, uh, oh, don't worry about it. You can come over and take a picture. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize I didn't have cash. She's, he's like, well, if you sit on my lap and take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I looked at my voice. I told you. You said, if I can keep on smiling at him. Yeah. I was like, all those drugs he beat, there's one monkey you can't shake, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys think it, do you guys ever have trouble when there are these celebrity meet and greets, like talking to them? Because like speaking of VIP for my birthday, the curve had Andy Buckley come in, who played David Wallace on The Office, who was like one of my favorites. And like, I went up to talk to him. Like, he was super nice. He was patient with everybody. He signed a ton of stuff. But like, while I'm talking to him, I'm just like, this dude is just going through the motions right now. Like, this is just basically a job for him. Right. Like, yeah, it's and- like me talking to Brad every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But so, no, so I just, it's tough to really get into because you're like, this dude's just being nice to me because like he is paid to be here. And like some people are really into it. And I don't know. I just, I can't sort of like fake it like that Mm -hmm. because I just know like this dude's just doing it for a job. So like, I mean, we were nice and everything, but I didn't really, you know, like you'd like to bump into, bump into them like. Like at a bar, like some dive bar where yeah. like nobody knows who he is. Oh, and then you're the mm-hmm. asshole that goes up on bar. No, no, no. And you're just like light. sitting. He sits down next to you on, on the bar. At the and bar, like, you yeah. just start shooting the shit. And yep. like, then you know they flip the lights on at the other night. And you're like, holy fuck, that was like. You're like, oh my god, I'm as blue Jake the Snake. <laughs> 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 no, no, you didn't get none of that vibe from Jake the Snake. He didn't want to fucking talk to anybody. Wow. <laughs> nah, he didn't. I. He didn't say. I mean, a couple dudes like whispered shit to him, like probably like I liked you in fucking this match or whatever, and he right. smiled and shit. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't a dick. I want to blow you. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But you gotta imagine, like, that dude probably had some, like, young women to it in line. Mm-hmm. Poor fucking Jake the Snake is literally signing autographs for, like, war vets with fucking no legs. Yeah. Bummer. God forbid. Uh, well, I mean, like, all his fans are old. I mean, yeah, they're, like, they're in their 40s and up. I'm like, 30s the, and up. I'm the coolest dude in line, so that tells you what the yeah, fuck's right, up. Right. <laughs> Only because Brad had to work. Well, I was standing there when this other dude got in line. And his body was like they came together to the game, but only the one dude had the VIP ticket. Yeah. And his, he's like, like this line started moving. His body's like, hey, man, I'm going to go get a beer. And he goes, you know what? Tell Jake the Snake, suck it! <laughs> <And> he, did, <laughs> he did the degeneration X, like X yeah, across yeah, the yeah, right. Dude, I started busting out laughing, man. It was so funny. And they, and they were like... He was probably a little bit older than me, so he was probably late late 40s, like, you know. So just to see his body, like, suck it! You're like, fuck, <laughs> no, I'm that old, dude. But on the other end, I've I've been... I've never waited... I don't usually do that, like, wait in yeah. line for shit. But, like, Mick Foley was at a uh, mm-hmm. Jaffa. Well, oh. he was at the Curve, but he was at the... Not the Jaffa, at the uh, War the Memorial uh-huh. at, like, ECW, like... There's weird wrestling mm-hmm. okay. events, and I was there with my buddy. And this is probably 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, and he like people were standing in line, and it was like forever because he talked to every dude Everybody. like they were like best friends. Yeah, that's and awesome. I think he, he was, was really legit. Cool. Well, he that's was like awesome. legitimately interested in there because they were like, man, that fucking match where you went off the thing, and like they were like, oh, we love you, like hugging people mm, and stuff. Yeah, the, the, but uh, he's like a really nice dude, yeah. right? The Hell in a Cell match against Taker <clears throat> that was in Pittsburgh, where he got thrown off the top through the announcer's table, which is like the most well known. Dislocated his arm. Insane. Oh, one of the. Yeah. F- oh, like you know. One I of mean, the, yeah, many but time. you can tell during the match because he goes like, to like catch himself on the on the side when like Undertaker throws him, and he's like, oh, like <laughs> yeah. Part of what's insane about those huge drops is. It's so big, I don't quite know how you practice it. And I don't think they do. Those, those guys are so good that people don't even think about it. But every now and then, if I'm scrolling on Instagram, because I follow all these wrestling accounts, it'll just show some like minor league wrestling where like a dude misses his spot oh, and totally that, misses, yeah. and it looks awful. And I mean, it just goes to show you're 20, 25 feet up, and to jump and hit exactly where you need mm. to, those guys are pros. Well, and, so- and you're like... Like obviously, like when they drop an elbow, they're, like, they're catching that dude pocket, in right. the gap. They're trying to, like, yeah, right. And they're doing that from twenty five feet up. Well, like in Savage place, used yeah. to do that for far out, like mm-hmm. real yeah. far, like half the ring, right. three quarters of the ring, and they hit dudes. Yeah, but like when people are like, "Oh, wrestling's so stupid and fake," <laughs> I always like play like, like uh, dude love getting slammed or not dude love. It was uh, mankind getting slammed to the. I'm like. That, that's not fake, dude. Right. Mm-hmm. He just went 25 feet and hit the mat. And, I, and that was an accident when he rips through the yeah. chain link. But it's still not fake. I mean, they, right. he does that shit on purpose right. out on tables. When there's literally tacks sticking in the dude's back, <laughs> yeah. that ain't fake. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got wild at some point. Yes. Like, you're going to need yeah. to turn this back a little bit. Like, you can't go any further. Oh, right. some of that EC dub stuff. The other thing people don't realize. Those rings are basically just plywood yeah. under the mat. Oh, like yeah. people assume right. they're like super cushy and mm-hmm. springy, and I've seen those things put together. It's just plywood. It's just plywood. They, yeah. they do have a little bit of give because they it's set a it up. Ring. Yeah, I've they s- they set it up to yeah. be springy, but it's not like Mm-mm. like uh, cushioned or anything. Yeah, there's no. no mat on it. No, it's right. like that shit stretched over a piece mm-hmm. of plywood. Well, that probably has like a one inch foam block in between something else, so it gives you that. Right, like a dance floor. Well, the weird thing about the wrestling was like the '80s, which was like, la- like the big mic time and then shit. And then it went to like '90s, where it was like the, the uh, 
attitude like attitude error with like yeah. then it started getting like sex about sex and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like ECW came out and started challenging them. And then it went like to this crazy insane because they were trying to extreme up each like extreme mm-hmm. shit where like people were like flying off of like balconies and shit on tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it got too much. It's like someone's gonna die, man. Yeah, the only other thing I want to add about the celebrity Blue Blazer, yeah. (laughs) Finish the show. Show goes on. It can be like really Hmm. disconcerting to like meet a celebrity in person. They're just kind of like a jerk. But like it one day a year, I get a tiny glimpse of that and it's awful. So like one day a year, two days a year tops, I'll present at like a MUFON state conference. Mm -hmm. And next week end of the week i actually get to present the mufon national conference which is in kentucky which is pretty cool but so like one or two days a year i'll go present at it and like those are literally the only one or two days a year that i am decently known just in the hotel where it's actually presented at. and so like as soon as you get done presenting you can't even get your stuff gathered up and off the stage there's this whole line of people waiting there to tell you their personal ufo mm-hmm. story And you try to be, like, super nice. You're like, okay, they came to the conference. Like, I don't really want to hear this whole story, but, like, I hit a note with them, so I'm going to be polite and listen. And so then you get out. And then you get out into the lobby, and then more people see you out there. And like you're you like, just, oh, I just got a piss, dude. Like, yeah, let me get yeah. to the bathroom. I'm like, hey, follow me in the bathroom. I'd be all drunk. Well, I've had times like I've gone to the bathroom, and people like are at like, the next this. urinal over, and they start telling me their story. Hell so yeah, then, dude, like, that's awesome. By the end of the night, by the end of the night, you are you're walking through the lobby of the hotel with your head down. You're not making eye contact with anybody because you're like, as soon as I make eye contact with somebody, they're going to pull me aside and they're going to the next 20 minutes of my life. And then the crazy thing, that is just one day a year that I am remotely well-known in the one hotel where I'm right. presenting. And it's suffocating. And so I just think expand that 24-7 365 oh, yeah. even these c and d list celebrities my gosh like the lives they must lead like you would just want to just crawl under a rock and you can also see why celebrities end up being friends with other celebrities you initially think well they just have such big egos they only want to be friends with these other people once you see just the tiniest glimpse of that i think they are actively seeking out other celebrities because they are literally the only people on earth who will truly understand like the personal hell that they're going through he just explained the life as a salesman dude you go to someone's <laughs> old lady's house you're in it for three fucking hours <laughs> and like well, i'm like you know then you leave and you know like oh billy died in 1987 yeah. mm. well i always wondered like you know they'll, they'll build those big giant mansions yeah and it has like uh, 70 person uh you know movie theater and like an entire weight room that like yeah we don't have to go yeah it's because they can't leave dude you can't like, yeah you're it's right it's not like you can just run out the sheets right and like fill your gas tank because right. like it, i think just, there's certain people like i don't know like you don't see fucking robert redford back in the day getting fucking mobbed by people either i think some of that is like done on purpose well it's t- i think you understand what i'm too, saying with social media mm-hmm. like but like i think some of these people are like i'm gonna be at fucking taco bell come look at me yeah you know what i'm saying well, i think too with, with, with social there's certain media, places you can leave everybody's live. trying to get their five minutes of fame so if they run into somebody they <laughs> but there's like stories of like people seeing like Al Pacino lived in New York. He walked around, no one fucked with him. Right? There's, you mm-hmm. live in certain places where no one's gonna fuck yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, there's also that even pre-social media. There's that huge financial incentive just with like the paparazzi. Like they get one good shot. That's like ten grand just for yeah. that one shot. So you had all that. So I mean, 
when it used to really bug me when celebrities like Jake the Snake showed up and weren't super personable. But like once you kind of understand like the tiniest amount of what they're going through, you're like, yeah, if I was him, like this would be really, really tough to always put a game sh- game face on. Yeah, but the only yeah, thing, yeah, you're right. Like the, I hate going to fucking work too, man. I know. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The only thing is, that's his You job. agreed to come in and do that. You're right. Like yeah. he could have yep. been like, that's uh, no, that's like, the chilling. difference. Like when he signed up for that, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not bothering him, and he's eating dinner, right? Right. 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 Like he fuck, I paid to see him. Right. Why'd you follow him in the bathroom? And the thing is, that son of a bitch should have followed me in the bathroom and talked to him. Yeah, and brought him from the airport. Like I think it was your body. They said he was really nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't I think he was a dick. Was I just like, think oh, he was, was bummed really cool out. talking. Mm-hmm. He just, you know what, dude? Maybe he woke up with a freaking splitting migraine from getting slammed on the mat 500 million times. No, he wasn't rude. No, he wasn't dick. rude. He, was, like, did all his shit, and he was nice. He just, like, as and, far as, like, and, per- you just wasn't. Right. He ain't going to be having no extra conversation, which I get. Right. I don't And care. he signed a shitload of stuff. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. the VIPs, he's, if you brought something as a VIP, mm-hmm. he signed it. Yeah. So three, four things. Oh, no, he didn't, like. You're only supposed to bring two things. He was mm-hmm. signing like fucking four right. or five things. He didn't give a mm-hmm. shit. He mm-hmm. wasn't a dick. Then, I was just making fun of him. Then they went through and let a hundred fans just go get numbers and come up. Right. Yeah. So he did like, you know. Well, one. he wasn't doing that thing where they make that line at the outfield for like for like an hour. Like they just let a line go up. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no. Well, I think they started doing that VIP thing because it was just too tough on not only the celebrities that well, showed people up, waiting. but then people would wait in line like three hours and be like, sorry, the game's over. Like, you never get yeah. to meet this person. Right. So I think that's why they started doing that. Yeah, I'd be like, damn it. My life's over. I never yeah. met Jesus' name. To your point, though, Brad, about like maybe he just like had this pounding headache from that. Like, we don't really think about when they see these people. We don't think about what's going on in their lives. Like, I remember years ago, did any of you guys go when the Curve had all those summer concert series with like the 90s bands like in one summer we saw live collective soul gin blossoms counting crows missed the collective soul and i'm so oh it was really good well so the the worst band by far was Was bob dylan and willie nelson yep was there was there i was totally sad was that one bad no brad loved it oh nice no i like bob oh you didn't like it i don't understand i did not like bob dylan I don't like Bob Dylan. Because he sang new shit, and then at the end he was uh, like, all right, I guess I'll sing some of my songs that actually brought you here. <laughs> yeah, dude, he now, like I this. don't give a shit about hey. some stupid song you Brad, just wrote. Brad, Brad wanted to hear to fucking like, Hurricane over and over again. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says he got word. Willie Nelson was cool, That's every Bob Dylan song. You just heard it right there. Well, the man only wrote 64 fucking number one best singles. I always try to tell my kids. If you like, if you want to hear good music, late, late, mid sixties to mid seventies, and you know how it, you know it's really good because those dudes were all butt ass ugly. That's wait, how you wait, knew they I were good. I believe your wife songwriters and singers. The Beatles were ugly. Go look at them; they were yeah. ugly. Yeah, maybe John Led Zeppelin maybe. ugly. Like I all them hardy. dudes were ugly, but they were <laughs> fucking Mick Jagger. Yeah, Mick Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, now look at the artist today. Yeah, Mick Jagger has beautiful. Sex. Mick yeah. Jagger was the ugliest man singing. I've ever seen. Had they're sex not, with so not many really money. So it was actual I music think, ability yes. back yeah. then. Brad's yep. looking at it through a scope of the now. So he's looking back at the six and going, oh, those dudes are fucking ugly. I'm like, look at the other people around. They were fuck ugly too. So those guys were good looking. Yeah. Like I thought Rod Stewart was kind of hot back in the 70s. I don't think so, dude. No, well, you're wrong. Mick Rod Jagger, ugliest man alive. He had sex with somebody who wanted hey, to turn gay for a little bit. I'm Rod Stewart. <laughs> and got I got all this gap and this gap because I don't brush my teeth. I'm from We England. all know what the fuck happened to Rod Stewart. Man, he had to get a stomach pump. I know. <laughs> Shut up. 
That's another thing I always tell my kids. I'm like, what, you think spreading rumors on this was easy when I was a kid? So did you hear about the gerbil up whose ass? In sync was all gay. And it only was what? Spread it. Marilyn Manson took a rib out just so he could suck his own dick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's let's actually get into some shit. So we were talking about that song, which it's like two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row or over three weeks. Well, this weekend it really blew up because this is when like Joe Rogan put it up, yeah, and all that but, shit. Yeah, but I'm saying like, oh like, no, the last over the last, last three, three four weeks, weeks the, two country songs, the country, yeah, the world's falling apart. Shot to like, yeah, about the world falling apart. Have shot the number one. Now with this latest one, it's kind of a like we talked about already, like a sixty, almost like a sixties uh, protest like, song, protest mm-hmm. song, yeah, mm-hmm. where he's talking about like. We go to work all day. We don't make shit, you know, relatively speaking. Yeah, the dollar's worthless. Yes, the dollar's worthless. The, our politicians won't show us who the hell Epstein was flying around. Yeah. they But they'll shut our coal mines down, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, I think, like, we're all coming to a point where the, the economy's getting so bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. If you're, yeah, I know. If you're awake, you know that the economy's shit. But like, there's still people who out there who like, hey, it's three ninety nine gas. Like, this is awesome. You know, more people get electric cars. <laughs> but I can't. And that's another thing. I won't call them electric cars anymore. I'm calling them battery operated cars. That's what they are. That's what they are. They're nice. battery operated mm-hmm. cars. Nice. You don't plug an extension cord in and drive for fourteen miles. Mm-hmm. That's an electric car. You know, like when we were kids and all oh, our parents could afford were the remote control cars that had the wire. Yeah, dude, that was like the worst Christmas. You <laughs> yeah. open up, you're like, well, you're, sweet, and you're like, there's a fucking cord. Yeah, but you're like twelve foot tall, so like you had to like crawl on your hands and knees <laughs> behind it. Like, this is awesome that I have this cord attached to it. And every fucking commercial, I saw the dudes driving like a mile away. <laughs> But, that is that is funny how those '80s and '90s commercials they would deceptively make it look like it was a radio controlled car, but then it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. were a lot of toys like that. Yeah, yeah. everything mm-hmm. was awesome in the commercial. Oh, like, mm-hmm. I, I, like the I doll wanna... talks to you, yeah. <laughs> and you get it like this doll sucks. <laughs> I just wanted to hire the people that did the G.I. Joe commercials to come build my outdoor G.I. Joe attack scene, dude. Like, because you literally thought you were in Afghanistan, yeah. like, Cobra! It was like tumbleweeds and shit. Yeah, everything. <laughs> they were great. But, uh, well, one quick question, because I was thinking about this on the drive over here. I saw this side by side meme, you know, guy born in the 1960s versus today. What college costs then? What it costs now? The tax rate's been like similar, about forty percent. But he's saying like this dude made ten grand a year, but bought his house for thirty five thousand dollars. Person today made like seventy eighty grand, but the house costs like four hundred fifty thousand. I guess my one counterpoint that I wondered about: Do you think any of it is because kids get out of college, especially with the prevalence of seeing what everybody else has on social media, and immediately wants to have? everything right now well some of it for sure (laughs) okay because you know the one thing you can say for that generation back then is like they they really worked for years and years and years straight and gradually build up and Mm -hmm. i think it's so easy for young kids to look at like the cumulative effect of what they have well my parents look at this what car did you drive in high school uh I didn't get a car at college. It was a 1987 Chevy Cavalier. Yeah, I drove a 1979 Chevy Silverado. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I had to sit out in my car for a half hour before I left for score every day because a fucker would f- would have to warm up and f- like had to yeah you had to pump it had a carburetor and, and right. shit. Now kids, if they drove that school, like people are gonna make fun of me. Like everybody right. in, in my grade had shit cars, mm-hmm. all rusted yeah, out. There'd be like one ki- like I went to school, couple with, rich kids that had yeah, sweet I ass went cars. To with the, and they uh, would be made the fun car of. Car dealer girl, like the girl, yeah. her parents owned the car dealership. She was driving like a Mercedes. Well, they wouldn't be made fun of, but they were like, look at this rich fuck. Yeah. Yeah, but like no, like now it's the opposite. Everybody has to have like this brand new car. And, and I do agree with what you were saying. Like you get out of college and whatever, and you're trying to buy into all this shit. But at the same time, well, like, you could buy a car for five grand. Yeah, like when mm-hmm. like when I when I bought my home, me and my wife were making like I think I made twenty eight thousand. She started at twenty nine, and we bought a house. Like if you like my house today that I bought twenty years ago would sell for like two forty right now is you know roughly mm-hmm. we couldn't afford that making sixty grand no and if you look at like what a new like like the same positions today they're starting at like forty two grand so it's not like that has kept up with the price of everything else you well, know I, I bought that Chevy that Silverado for a thousand bucks that truck now. To buy that truck would be 15 like grand. fifteen grand. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. You know I just I mean? saw there's one sitting down here in Greenwood, probably about a '79 Chevy. Now to, it's jacked up and looks pretty good. I think they want fifteen. Well, grand. today's a thousand dollars is like five grand if you want to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about that, mm-hmm. yeah. Now five grand. What are you going to get for five grand? You can't get anything for five. That's grand what I'm saying. You because can't get they did cash for clunkers and got yeah. rid of all that yep. cheap stuff. That really pissed me off because that's what I used to buy my fucking work vehicles with. Right, used cars. Yeah, four or five thousand dollar cars. Yeah, I could go buy a truck for fucking eight grand. Yeah, a the, good one. Right. The overarching picture I see is all of this is an intentional attack on the middle class. Because yeah. if you really look, like, yes. who is the big threat to the political elite? It's it's not the lower income people right. because they don't have the resources to do much about it. And it's, they're getting money. Yeah. So they're going to continue to vote yep. for the people giving right. them stuff. Right. It's that middle class that's dangerous <laughs> because a lot of times they're well educated, potentially well armed. They have enough money that they can at least make some noise. Mm-hmm. And it seems like all of the inflation, it's, you know, the media makes it the most for the lower income. Like, look how they're being affected. But, you know. The overarching picture, it seems like it's really the middle class that's the most under attack. Right. I mean, 8% inflation to a guy who doesn't have anything Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. Yes. To a guy who has everything doesn't mean anything. It's to the guy in the middle who gets up and goes to work and is like, you know, putting food on the table, a car in the driveway to get to and from work, maybe paying off some college loans, has a half decent house. Right. That's the eight percent that destroys you because you just went from paying, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars a week for groceries to two hundred dollars a week. Well, f- two hundred bucks over a month is a huge deal because your salary isn't keeping up with that. Right. Jay, you just trampled all over the dude's backpack. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jay, you're like a, you're like. Uh, <laughs> 
Sorry, Jim. You're like loco at the freaking game. We need someone to follow around and like replace the things that you destroy. <laughs> His laptop was in there. Is no, it, it wasn't okay? right here. It's all good. Well, how you about know, the, I was just gonna say the one other counterpoint I can think. Oh, like I agree care. with all of your points, but you. the one other thing, and like I partly know this just by I won't ever ever add any students when they're still in school. But like after a student graduates, if they add me on social media and they haven't been a big problem, I'll usually like accept the friend request. Oh so, yeah, and why is my still sitting as because you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> hey, so, because his employer still follows his freaking. <laughs> Yeah, his right. accounts and you'll get them fired i don't post anything but okay so my wife basically says like your social media looks totally different than mine she says because like she's following and she's friends with people all her age like you know mid late 30s mm -hmm. into 40s up into 50s whereas i've got all that but then i've got like young people like late teens early 20s mid 20s and like the one other thing that i see with younger people is especially with all the social media pressure, they feel like it's almost out of vogue to get a steady job, get married <laughs> early, and settle down. Like, everybody wants to have these awesome adventures that they can post. They want to, like, job hop because I had even read things with the younger generations. It's not as much about stability. It's about the experience. Like, well, I want to have this experience for a year or two and then when I get bored with that experience, then I'm going to go get into a different experience. But the bottom line is these these younger generations are sort of like hopping around and having these awesome adventures throughout their 20s. But then the dust settles. They're in their late 20s, early 30s. They haven't settled down. They haven't really saved anything. They haven't started paying a mortgage. And that is when they start to complain like, oh, like the system is stacked right, against broken. me. This isn't fair. And it's like, yeah, like. I somewhat agree with what you're saying. Like, they're, the government is intentionally trying to crash our economy, is trying to crash the dollar, and we're seeing that. But it's also like, look, you could have given yourself a better head start. Like, yeah, have adventures for a couple years, but, like, if you're doing this all through your 20s, like, you're going to be behind the eight ball. There's yeah. nothing you can do about that. I think some of that's social engineering to, to destroy the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't Absolutely. want They don't want family. But my whole, my uh, another thing is... And I don't know how much this plays in, but you're coming out of college. And like when we came out of college, you took a job where, and I took a job where, hey, we have a retirement. Mm -hmm. You have, here's a retirement. I do. Now I know you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> you own a business. So it's a little different for you, but that's all gone now. Like when you start looking into like state retirements and federal retirements and, like my father-in-law who worked for Bell Atlantic, who came, then became Verizon, they all had pensions and shit. That stuff's all gone. It's done. It's so dead, if yeah. I'm coming out of college and I see, hey, there's no pensions, you know, that my parents got, because I think we'll be the last generation to see that. So these kids are coming out of college and they're going, there's no pension. Why am I staying here? So I come work for two years and like, you piss me off, but I can go across the road and make fifteen bucks now. You know, yeah. even so, even on the pension front, that's a great point. Even our generation, like I work with so many teachers, and I don't think they see the big picture. Like they don't save up anything because they think, "Well, I got this pension, I got social security." Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm banking on the fact that neither of those are even going to still be there. Like me, I'm just like, you know what? If I get to that point. Please just at least give me back what I put in. I don't want anything else because not only has the government borrowed so heavily 
from Social Security. It's dead. That, yeah. that that alone is something like it's over trillions of dollars in debt. Just Social right. Security. Then, but the pension thing. What people don't understand about pensions. It's basically like a pyramid scheme. If it's there, is it? No, it's not. Basically, it, it, yeah. it is. If like, it's, I mean, it's only there if it's there. Well, what I was going to say to that Sorry. is like, no, it's okay. Like, the only way you're getting your pension at the top is if you have a steady stream of people at the bottom right. starting Being. to pay into it. So, and that's like, all going away. Yeah, and like with teaching, like not only are there less and less teachers, but the newer teachers they have in this inferior system, so they're not totally paying into mm-hmm. the same pension you are so like i'm just like you know from my early 20s i was like i see where this is going it's not good i better make i better just pretend that neither of those things are there but like i have so many co-workers educated in other ways they just they're just banking it all on that i don't right. think it's going to be there now if you are in the workforce i would recommend you thinking like a small business owner and start saving your own fucking money because yep. there ain't gonna be no one to help you Mm-mm. i i don't even know if saving money is the thing as 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 much as putting it into well, well let me before i say anything you, you, i am not a financial advisor right <laughs> so legally i can't tell you what to do but what i do know is a 20 dollar gold piece in 1900 right. bought you the finest suit shoes hat shirt tie and coat hmm. now fast forward to today in dollar terms, that twenty dollar gold piece yeah, bucks. is now worth eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars, and you can walk into a suit store mm-hmm. with eighteen hundred dollars and outfit yourself. So that hasn't changed. Right. Mm-hmm. But well, you better diversify you, your income. Yes. Like have, I mean, I hate to say it, but you got to put money in the stocks, and you also have to have gold and silver, and you also have to buy Bitcoin. Well, here you also have to have everything. Can I can I just add one thing just because you mentioned savings? I just saw yesterday a clip from one of these guys in the World Economic Forum, and it was terrifying because most people, I read the comment section, most people didn't catch it, so I posted it. He's talking about, this is going to be so amazing when we go central bank digital currencies, <laughs> we can monitor this and this. And he mentioned just in passing, he said, we can set expiry dates. Oh, that's nice. And nobody that's else, what they're going to do. Nobody else caught it. I wrote, in the comments, or expiry dates, question mark, this son of a gun means your money is going to expire. I said they are literally going to make it impossible for people to be able to even want to save money, even if they can. Right. They'll basically say, hey, okay, you earn this money. You have six months. You can spend on this and this and this. And if you don't mm-hmm. use it for one of these things, it just disappears. The money expires. Yep. Well, been that's ge- what's coming. They've been working on it for decades. Well, forever. Be, well, go ahead. To destroy generational wealth, and we've into the point now you can't build it. Right, you can't. We're and not. it's going to be impossibly if shirt. they do what he's saying. It yeah. is completely one hundred percent done. Well, what it'll be like is social security disability. Yeah, where you can only have a thousand dollars in right. the bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like if you have more than a thousand dollars in the bank, that means you're saving, and that means you can start to like you know they look at it like well we can start reducing your checks. So that's, yeah, and that's what they'll do. They'll, oh, you have 1800 bucks. Well, you have 60 days to spend it down to 1000 or whatever, however mm-hmm. they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won't let you spend it on what you want either. It'll only be a certain thing. Right. Yeah, because you'll be like, well, I'll just go buy a cow, they'll be like, put nope. it in my freezer, and they'll mm-hmm. be like, whoa, that's too much meat. <laughs> you'll probably cause global warming. <laughs> um, so, Jim, you have a presentation on money, which is. Yes. Now, I know it's probably pretty long. It's 
It's substantial, but think, I mean, we could just hit could, the key points. Can we hit the key points to give people like a basic? Because I don't, I don't think people understand. No, like no. I was trying to explain to my kids the other day, right? That the Federal Reserve isn't federal, mm-hmm. and once we borrow a dollar from the Federal Reserve, we can never pay it back. And they're like, "Well, what do you mean?" And I'm like. Well, if we borrow a dollar, if the Federal Reserve says we'll give the American, the United States government one dollar, but we're going to charge you 0.25% interest, right? So that's a dollar 25. Right. So even if you turned around and handed them that dollar back, You're still short. you still owe 25 cents. So once you go in debt to a third party system, which is the Federal Reserve, you can never get out of debt. Period. You can well, never pay it back so, because the government doesn't earn, make any right. money. Well, it's so screwed up that I think I understand it, but then you start reading. You, yeah, you're, like, you're like lost. I think I don't understand it still. It's like tax mm. law. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right. It's so screwed up. You're like, I do I understand this right? Right. Because right. it doesn't seem like this is right. Right. So I can go through this one pretty quick, and we'll just hit the key points. I know you guys are really, really knowledgeable, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you overestimated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've underestimated. You don't have to lie. Yeah. This is like a Star Wars. Like, you've o- underestimated us. Yeah. <laughs> or overestimated Overest- us. Oh, by far. So, I find money really fascinating. And there are so many people today, adults, well educated adults, have no idea how money works, or they have an understanding of money that is antiquated. That it's how money was like a century or two ago, not how money is now. And if people don't understand how money is now, they're in for a really re- awakening. So real quick, I have a little prequel on ancient coinage because this part's actually really fascinating. So in early times, before money actually existed, goods were just exchanged with bartering. And so that was the most simple form of trade. And if we ever do go to like central bank digital currencies, you're probably going to see a resurgence in bartering. So basically you are a sheep herder, but you are not a mason. You don't know how to make bricks. And so once a month you might go to the market and you would trade the mason who doesn't know a thing about sheep. You would trade him one of your sheep for maybe two big wagon loads of bricks. So that was bargaining, and that's how human civilization lasted for a while. And so eventually it got to the point, let's say that you are the sheep herder, and you don't really need any more bricks because you've built your house and your barn, but the Mason's family still has to eat, and so he really, really needs a sheep. So you go to the market this time, you're still willing to give the sheep up, but you basically have the Mason write you an IOU for the bricks that you can redeem at some future point when you do need bricks. And so that was basically the first bill of sale. And the oldest one they have, actually I have a picture of it. This is the oldest receipt ever, the oldest bill of sale they've ever found. It dates back to Samaria, 2600 BC, and it has a records of these things. So paper wasn't invented yet when this started, and it became really, really laborious to carry clay tablets. <laughs> to the marketplace and to these different towns. And the worst part is, heaven forbid, let's say you're on your horse or your goat with all these, or your donkey with all these clay tablets, and let's say that the tablets fall and they all bust. You've just lost all your records of sale. And so it eventually got to the point where the seller would redeem the tablet for their goods, but because they were difficult to transport, Coins were invented. Now, the first coins, surprise people, weren't made of precious metal. They were made of common things like clay and bone and wood. 
But even back then, right away, you had early counterfeiters. So right away, they needed to start making the coins out of something that was harder to counterfeit. And that's how precious metals actually came about. They started to add designs to them to make it even tougher to counterfeit. And so eventually, bartering starts to diminish. And this is big in terms of development of money. The goods are actually sold for the coins themselves, not other goods. And that was a big invention because then sellers had the flexibility to use coins for a wider variety of things. So if you got a coin then, you didn't have to just exchange it for the sheep or the bricks. You could use it for anything that somebody would take it for. And that was the first time that wealth gets measured, not just by how much land you have, how many possessions, but how many coins you actually have. And I, one of the like latest updates was the line in the coin because you have... <laughs> right. Very next slide, nice, you got nice, it. Yeah. Do you guys know what those lines are called? The technical term is reading. Brad, why are those lines on there? The reading. Well, because people would shave shave it off little pieces and then make all their, their coins make them worth less money. And then they would have like a collection of silver dust or gold dust or, you know, slivers mm -hmm. that they could melt down and make more coins. So yeah. In essence, they were stealing. So we still have reading on dimes and quarters today, but it's only there actually at tradition. So as Brad said, you got exactly right. If you were at the marketplace and somebody brought you a coin, instinctively, you would check the reading around the outside of it to make sure it was actually the amount of stated metal that it said. And if a part of the reading was missing, then you knew it wasn't. So... That is how money actually started. And people sort of think that's still how money actually is. But now it's very, very different. The U.S. dollar, our, our financial system is no longer real. It's basically fiat money, currency that has no true value. And the first example in history they know of for fiat money was a Chinese emperor. And I forget what dynasty it was, but this was back in the 1200s A.D., his empire was so in debt, he owed so many people money from so many wars he was borrowing from, he basically started to take pieces of parchment and he would put the official seal of himself, the emperor, on that parchment. And he said, these are now worth money. And so he basically created this currency out of nothing and he used that currency that he made up to pay off all his debts. And that sounds ridiculous to people today, but that's basically exactly yeah. what the U.S. dollar <laughs> is. Just put some more symbols on it. It's not money. It's actually a debt note. Yeah. Yes. Saying that the good faith of the federal government. It's actually just a trust thing. Mm -hmm. You think this is worth five dollars because it has a five on it. Mm -hmm. It's just really. It's not. It's not worth anything. There's nothing behind it. Mm -mm. Like there was in the set pre seventies. Ah, so, it's funny you say it because we had a couple presidents that tried to challenge the fake money being created. And Brad, what do those presidents all seem to have in common? They got holes in their heads. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this was even the founding fathers who in so many ways were so brilliant and so far ahead of their times. I've even seen it suggested they were so far ahead of their times. Some people think some of the founding fathers were actually time travelers. Like Lizard they, people. They knew what was going to happen, so they came back. So great quote from Thomas Jefferson third president, I believe that banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. And so in the 1700s in Europe, this is where money manipulation actually begins. So the patriarch of Brad, when we talk shady money practices, who's like the number one family that comes up oh, in the, the royal, British royal family? 
British royal family, you could say, is number one. Or you could say the Rothschilds uh, are right up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the patriarch, where all this banking practice starts, is Mayor Amschel Rothschild. And so the name Rothschild came from a red shield that the, the family had over their banking house. So he has 10 children. Five of them are sons. He teaches them the practice of banking. And then those sons all go to five different countries in Europe and start their own banks. This is significant because this is the first banking system that actually crosses different borders. And so the Rothschilds were famous for basically financing both sides in different wars to make their money, which people <laughs> say bushes. basically still happens today. <laughs> and so a lot of people don't know how banks actually make money. And it's pretty freaking crazy how they actually do it. So they do it through usury. What's what's usury? Uh, does that have to do with fractional reserve? Uh, oh, no, that's coming. Definitely. Oh, okay. So that's just basically like lending money oh. at high rates of interest. Right. And then banks can do acquisitions, which is pretty crazy. So if you've got a mortgage to a bank, you've paid on it for 29 out of your 30 years, but then you have tough financial times. If you can't make that last year, it doesn't matter how much you pay towards it. They can repossess you. So you get acquisitions. But then the crazy thing that people don't realize, as Brad alluded to, is fractional reserve banking. People assume that every customer of a bank could just show up at a bank and withdraw all their money at once. We saw a movie and, about that. <laughs> Yo, Bill, your money's in Charlie's house. <laughs> Which movie is that? The it's a wonderful life. life. I'm embarrassed. I've never seen the whole thing. Oh <laughs> That's what the like whole ending of it is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So fractional reserve <laughs> banking crazy, is pretty though. messed up. And as far as I know, the Rothschilds come, came up with this. So if this is new to you, banks can loan out way more money than they actually have. And they can loan out your money that you've deposited there multiple times. So here in the United States, they're only actually required to keep 10% on hand at any one time. And that's when you can get a run on a bank. And this is part of what helped spark the Great Depression is when more people about, yeah. all show up to try to withdraw their money. The banks simply do not have it. And so this is kind of like a pretty interesting eye-opening slide. Most people think this is how banks operate. Let's say they have a hundred units of reserves so they can basically lend out a hundred units, but that's not at all what banks do. Here's what they actually do. You deposit a hundred units of money. The bank keeps 10% in reserve. They then loan the other 90% out. Then from that amount, they can loan out 90% of that. And so if you actually do the math there, it creates money out of thin air. And so out of those 100 units, the bank has basically created 171 units of money out of only two cycles of transactions. Now, think how many banks there are. Think how many millions and millions of transactions there are every day in the United States. So not only are banks creating money out of thin air, but who else is just inventing money out of nothingness right now? And using invented money. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think that's what a big problem was in 08. I don't know if you'll get into this. With the banking crisis, they were just giving money away <laughs> yeah, to people. Any, anybody, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and then people couldn't afford it. Yeah. But. Right. So I don't know how deep you guys want me to get in the history. You can edit out whatever you want to. But oh, that's too much work. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it, it's getting it. So the two big players in the early uh, United States colonies were Thomas Jefferson, who 
really was afraid of the banking interests and Alexander Hamilton, who wanted a central no, bank right away. And what's interesting is George Washington never actually, he and Martha never actually had kids. And so these two men were sort of his sons by proxy. And they really feel like one of the things Washington regretted most in his life is that he could not get these two men basically together. So attempt number one at a central bank was called the Bank of North America. And this was established in 1781. And part of the reason that Jefferson was leery is they basically said, hey, we just defeated the British. We just pushed out the influence of the European powers. Are you really telling me after all that we want to bring wealthy European bankers back in here to basically control our money supply? And so how it worked was actually pretty simple. Investors bought 400 shares at $1,000 each. So that provides the capital for the bank and then they start making loans. So that only lasts for a year or two and then is not renewed. The United States was in trouble. They had beaten the British, but they were heavily in debt. So they needed to raise money somehow. So attempt number two, first bank now of the United States, 1791. They give it a 20-year charter, Alexander Hamilton leading the push for this central bank. And so they established the mint in 1792. A lot of people don't know the mint only does coinage. It's actually a Bureau of Engraving and Printing that do the actual money. So Hamilton wins out, but he gets killed by Aaron Burr in 1804. So oh, he never sees his victory to fruition. <laughs> and, hey, and what is the Bureau of Engraving under? Do you know? Is it? Uh, interior? No, what's that under? It's under the uh, um, ah, ah. The, the people who watch the president. Do, do you, I, I had it and do I you lost know? it. Secret Service? Secret Service. Do yeah. you know? Is They're it really? That, Is yeah. it? It's in you. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. It's in you. <laughs> so, uh, it was in me and then I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it in you? Never mind. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So I'm almost done. Then we'll start to get some of the assassins. So attempt number three after that charter is not renewed. Second Bank of the United States. This goes from 1816 to 1836. 20% of the capital held by the federal government. 80% held by private investors, mostly Europeans. So Andrew Jackson was a hard money man. And so he lived hard, he played hard, and he liked hard money. And so he dissolves this bank. And so here's a great quote from Jackson on the danger of banks. He says, more than 8 million shares of the stock of this bank are held by foreigners. Is there no danger to our liberty and independence in a bank that in its nature has so little to bind it to our country? So he dissolves it. He was like the Donald Trump of his time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he really was. He was. That's oh, what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So <sighs> Civil War era, we have Abraham Lincoln. And this is the first time Lincoln starts to actually issue his own fiat money. But then this challenges the bankers of Europe who are also issuing money at the time. So does anybody remember what was the currency called that Lincoln issues to try to get this the North? This is the greenbacks. This is the greenbacks. So it wasn't backed by gold and silver, only by the credibility of the treasury. So it's printed on green paper on the back. It was raised during Civil War. So then Lincoln needs more money. Congress doesn't allow it. So they pass the National Banking Act. So they eliminate the remaining state-level currency, which is crazy because even in the 1860s, different states had different right, currencies. Right, like right. if you went across the line, you had to exchange your right. money for the currency there. So national banks are purchasing government bonds. They can loan up to 90% of it. So then here's where the conspiracy starts. 1811, stepping back a bit, charter of the first bank of the United States is not renewed. 
1812, the British reinvade War of 1812. Oh, Some nah, people think money. that's the European banking interests that are getting in there. So 1833, Andrew Jackson 33. Veto 33 vetoes the renewal of the charter of the second bank. 1835, Jackson survives an assassination attempt right after that. Lincoln officially shot because John Wilkes Booth was a Confederate sympathizer. Yeah. But Lincoln modifying the currency is also affecting all of these uh. European bankers because he's trying to go around them. Garfield also speaks out about the danger of banking. And then he is also assassinated after that. William McKinley, another hard money man like Andrew Jackson, he advocated for a gold standard, basically meaning we cannot loan out more U.S. dollars than we have gold to back it up. And then he gets assassinated. After he's assassinated in 1913, they passed the Federal Reserve Act. And isn't it crazy, Brad? Do you remember the story? It came out a couple years ago about the Titanic where... No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was that? Do you remember well, I know. Well, I know. Well... That the, own, the Island, all the guys who were against it were on it. Yeah. As yeah. a matter of fact, Rothschild was supposed to board. He didn't, yeah. And that morning was like, oh, we're going to stay. I'm <laughs> ill. And then, he, <laughs> and then he gave some. Well, there's also a lot of theories that, that they didn't hit an iceberg, but there was an explosion early on in the trip. Well, and, the, they, and the coal was burning the whole way. Well, yeah, there and was, that's what, there was and a that's, second ship. Yeah. The Olympus. Oh, the Olympus. Which actually, the Olympus had a crash earlier. Yeah, it had. Yeah, and they couldn't. And they swapped the, the names, right? Yeah, and they swapped. Yes. It. They added a third smoke smoke stack. Right, and but yes. like the iceberg wasn't. They said that the the coal actually exploded at that point and it sunk. Yes, they, they set it afire before they left the dock. I did a I did a podcast episode one time on a previous. Not to be mentioned podcast that I was on. <laughs> yeah. Where it was? Oh it was yeah, the, I think I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was there were three ships. There was the Olympic, the Britannic, and the Titanic. Yeah. And yeah, yeah the Olympic had crashed, and they were afraid they couldn't recoup the insurance, and so then they swapped, swapped. the names. But yeah, what they know for sure is all those guys who were in favor of the Federal Reserve were not on that. Yes. voyage that morning and then all the other they, guys a lot were. of them canceled last minute they yes. were supposed to be yes and then they canceled yeah. yeah and oddly there wasn't enough shit like lifeboats it was like the slowest sinking yeah. of all time yeah, they, right? couldn't, they couldn't save right. anybody right it's so funny <laughs> you say because as soon as you said that i was just thinking about what had just come out about january 6th where if you saw the oh, wait. the, oh, oh, oh you're oh, talking oh. about the worst freaking thing that ever happened in america <laughs> <laughs> but i just saw did you guys see the recent Tucker Carlson interview yeah, yeah. where he's interviewing the head of the Capitol Police and basically said, no, Pelosi gave a stand down order for yeah. like, uh, you know, over an hour. Well, National Guard couldn't. That was in. the interview he was supposed to do like before he got fired. On Fox News. He on Fox News. That yes. on Fo and they never played it. Wow. Really? So he redid, the he redid the interview. Yes. Wow. Wow. And there was another dude that sat down with Tucker but was like, I didn't want to, like, I just figured this dude was going to just cut me up and not, like, do what I, you know. So he was like, I just kind of said what I, what they, what they wanted to hear. But, like, I kind of lied. He was like, I, I, I apologize, but I just figured Tucker was going to cut me up on Fox News, make me look bad, make it look like I was some crazy conspiracy. So he's supposed to be doing an interview soon, too. Wow. Along the same lines. Wow. 
But we do know for a fact that that was the worst thing since the Civil War. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the, probably the worst thing ever in American history. I know. I mean, Pickett's Charge. Yeah, like Pearl, Har- Pearl-, yep. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Razzing of the White House in, in 1812. Yeah. No one yeah. died. But like six weeks later, a guy died of a stroke. No, someone died. Maybe she got murdered. Oh, yeah, she got shot wow. in the chest. If she even exists. You guys ever watch the video? Yeah, it's really that one? bizarre. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, we've it? talked about it. Okay, okay. As long as you guys talk about it. I mean, especially it. since you do 16 years in uh, in the military and intelligence, and then you just, hey, you know what? Four more years, I can get a retirement, but I'm going to leave. I'm just going to walk away and get yeah, shot. Yeah, Then I'll get shot in the away. chest weirdly. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> But no one behind me gets hit, even though bullets puncture... <laughs> Yeah, it was just—it was ah. really bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre. It's kind of like I—I I really think instincts are a gift from God, and I think when you watch something and right away in your head alarm bells start going off, like something isn't right about this. Mm-hmm. Something just seems off about this. And I—I I still remember watching that clip, and I didn't want to watch it because I don't—I don't like to see people get shot or anything. Oh, but Brad loves that shit. Yeah. You're a dick. But the reaction everybody around her, like normally, if if you're in some crowded place and there's a, and gun there's shot, a gunshot, you freak people out. People freak out. Oh and they hell scream, yeah! They run the heck out of yeah. there, and it was just odd. Everybody just kind of paused, and then they carefully yeah, they helped her down <laughs> yeah, to the ground, right. and everybody just sort of stood there. Yeah. And it was yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, something's, yeah, something's listen, up with this. Something's I'm not up. super afraid of much stuff. If someone's got shot, I'd be like, who shit? Someone got shot. <laughs> yeah, because that, well, if you're going through there, yes. Mm-hmm. At this point, you just heard a gunshot. You're like, "Oh fuck, shit just got real." Yep. Like they're they just sent the troops in, yeah, and yeah. we're all gonna get done gunned down. Yeah, yeah. Like fucking, what was the college where they shot where the National Guard? Kent State. Kent yeah. State. Mm. Like we're about to get mowed down. We know what the government does. Yeah, it was like Waco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, like, something wasn't right. They're like, they're like doing like people are like filming it. No one moves. It kind of dawned yeah, on me weird. when they were like. There's a curfew at six, and everybody's like, "Oh shoot!" I still remember this being, insurrection's over. It's I, time to go home. I still remember being on the phone with you. You're like, "This is it, dude." <laughs> I'm like, "This could be it." And then right. we're sitting there, and like everybody's leaving. And you're like, "Why is everybody fucking leaving?" And I'm like, I, "This is." <laughs> the other thing that was odd to me is right after it happened, there were so many videos out of the Capitol Police pulling back the crowd control gates and waving. People yeah, waving dudes. And I actually. I, that's, I that's went, false. That's fake. I, well, I went right to my buddy who is uh, a police officer down Maryland right by there. I said, hey, have you ever seen anything like this? He's like, no. He said, the Capitol Police are usually just there to basically help out tourists. It's not a big deal. He's like, this is very concerning behavior. I've not seen anything like it. But what was really interesting to me is how quickly almost all of those clips disappeared from the yeah. internet. Because oh. I was still on my previous podcast at the time. And I wanted to do something about it. Like Did they let you a, talk about a month, it? Well, they weren't happy about it. But, <laughs> but it was only like, it was, you know, I don't know, two, three months later. And I, I, I struggled to find even one clip of it then. So I thought yeah. to myself, you know, somebody out there is making sure all these clips of the police officers waving people in, letting people in are totally gone. Well, I know a guy who works for the feds, not in D.C., but they all—they have the magnetic locking doors, yeah, so yeah. they're magnetic. You can't get those doors open. You mm-hmm. cannot pry those doors open. They're mm-hmm. magnetic. And you're mean to tell me that guys with flagpoles with rip the, those doors open with horns on their heads. You have to like—I mm-hmm. would have painted. to imagine if a little place where we're from has magnetic doors for security on their federal building. 
at least there's that at the U.S. Capitol. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. You know. Mm, right. Well, and, you, you know, you guys allude to the media making it like this is the worst thing in American history. It's, <laughs> it's funny because they Alluding. said, you know, these rioters, it's terrible what we did. But then when you finally watch the video clips that came out, it's not like any rioters that you've ever seen. They were all polite and quiet. They were walking, <laughs> well, not running. They were staying between all the velvet ropes. And it was, it was just frustrating to me because if you remember at the time, we had just watched so many cities throughout the United States Burn, yeah. getting destroyed with <laughs> genuine rioting and destruction. Right. And then these people semi-peaceful, snapping just quietly, yeah, yeah, you know, selfies. They, I mean, they, well, I think they wanted it to do that. There is and it didn't. artwork oh, in them hallways that are 150, 200 years old. Priceless. Yeah. yeah. Nothing was destroyed. Well, I, like when you hear the media like, they put their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's the worst that had happened. Mm. There were also, if you notice, there were a couple odd photo ops. Like there was one with the QAnon shaman, who I don't trust, and all these other people that were like evenly spaced and they stopped and they were posing for the cameras. And then later when clips started to come out, you could see that they were doing genuine photo ops. And you're just thinking what, what rioters in history ever yeah. just stopped for coordinated well, photo ops from the beginning. Like you've seen the shaman guy walking down the hall and looked like he had mic booms. Yeah. And like full like on like professional like camera, camera shoot. Yeah. 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 The whole way through. Yep. And like, I think they wanted something bad to happen. Well, yeah, and I think, it didn't. I think they used feds to push in, push the gates, make all the where the cops are getting the busted windows and all that. That shit, shit was all feds. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I think they thought once this cr- we row this crowd up because psycho, you know, psychological uh, textbooks will tell you once you get that crowd riled up, they will do what you want them to do. So yeah, the, there's a guy shouting, we got to cut their heads off, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that you're right. Well, I we think weren't, the feds thought yeah. once they got those doors open and they got the people inside, right. they would destroy the Capitol building. Well, me and you mm-hmm. weren't there. It was like 70-year-old Patty. Mm-hmm. Right. They were like arrested 80-year-old grandmothers and shit. Well, yeah. It's, it's 62-year-old grandmothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't me and you there. I could get worked up. I think they could have tricked me into doing it, maybe. It, it's no longer a conspiracy either that... that federal agents were interspersed yes they're the there that like, came out recently yeah, like yeah. it was well, they wouldn't Tucker say basically blew that out he was like yeah. showing people and- yeah yes and um it man it was it was it was very concerning it really was as i'm watching it i was like this is the most clumsily executed false flag yeah. that i have ever well seen. how many how many of those ones that we saw the cities burning like all of a sudden, there's pallets of bricks in cities. Yeah, yeah. People are posting pictures. You like, know what I'm saying? Like, why is there like? Because I no construction. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to like dick joke comedians podcasts, and they're like, I'm walking around with my friends, and all of a sudden, there's like pallets of bricks all through New right. York City. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. So like, were they really events, or did they push that, and then just mm-hmm. they just got younger people there? You understand what I right. mean? Like, younger people, you can trick a little bit easier. Like, a 62-year-old man's not going to run in and start burning down the Capitol building. Right. Or a 45-year-old man with six kids at home. Or a yeah. grandma in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have more to lose. You're not just going to go there right. and burn things down because you're like, well, I don't want the no, whole country to burn because I have a well, family. We know why it was. Yeah. Gone. And it's interesting, too, the, the lack of follow-up. Like, a couple months ago, it came out and... The QAnon shaman was released from jail, and everybody like on you know the pages that follow was like, "Oh, this is amazing," 
And me being a little bit more cautious, I'm like, you know what? Somebody show some footage of that dude actually in jail serving time. Because oh, yeah, what happens in so many of these cases, even if you look back at the... Um, I'm sorry, what was the big case that, that sparked all of the, the riots throughout the country? George Floyd. George oh, Floyd. Okay. When you look at that, they're like, all these police officers are in jail now. I think to myself, okay, I want to believe that show it to me like yeah, show, show me, me those guys actually in the, being in, the in in prison yeah. show me epstein's fucking girlfriend in jail yeah because you know it's basically <laughs> you know I mean? the american public is interested until these people are sentenced and they're like oh they're they're in jail now they're in jail for a long time but there's never any follow-up or even show me the boston back, bomber dude Where, where's he at yeah or how about the uh the pizzagate shooter who goes in shoots up Comet Pizza shoots, when when nobody's there. You mean but, the laptop? <laughs> yeah, just just happens to shoot right through the hard drive of Comet Pizza. <sighs> then all of the security cameras at that intersection just happen to malfunction at the same time. Right. All we have is one little snippet of police body cam footage, and then it turned out that dude was actually an actor because people found him in IMDb. Yeah, and then the government denied that for like a year or two, and finally they came out. Yeah, they're there's like, no basement. Yeah, this guy was an actor, but you know he was just really struggling with stuff. You know, my thing is, okay, if these people are actually serving time, like somebody show me, show, like somebody yeah. show yeah. proof that they are actually yeah, there. Like, show and me there's no basement at that pizza place. Show me like so footage you, like Charles Manson. Exactly lied. Interesting. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Even though like. I don't know what East Coast houses don't have basements. Like, I've been all up and down the East Coast, and mm -hmm. I've been in a, pretty much every building built. Oh, yeah. Well, they has keep a on freaking basement. They keep on bringing that up, but I, the, like, they're just to hide the crux of the real argument. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the only building that could harbor fucking child trafficking. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not all the other emails and all the other weird shit that was going on I around mean, you go that. to you go to the like 1700 brownstones of Philadelphia. And they all have basements, but this right. Pete, this old brownstone in Washington D.C. <laughs> that's the one that doesn't have a basement. No basement here. Yeah. So right. uh, Let's I guess get back into some okay, money. Okay, on to some money. So no, it's okay. Don't crush it's his freaking backpack. Intimate. It's very close. <laughs> he rub it right up against you. Oh my it, gosh. <laughs> so, but, you know, JFK assassination. People talk about the obvious reasons that he could have been assassinated. Like they always bring up the mafia because they were mad with RFK, how they were they're prosecuting that. They bring up the uh, Cubans Cuba because the Bay of Pigs had just failed. But two interesting the things, Russians with the Cold War. Well, yeah, Russians yeah, right. with the Cold War. But like two interesting things that are rarely brought up is only eleven days before he was assassinated, uh, JFK. And this is kind of like a quick side shoot, but had once again appealed to Nikita Khrushchev, said, we should explore the moon together. And he said, I am going to push the CIA to declassify and to share openly with the Soviet Union all of our UFO files. Because the worry on both sides was there was going to be a UFO over one of our airspaces. We were going to think it was the other country and start a nuclear war. I digress. The other thing you that I think... You had to get that alien stuff in there, didn't you? Know, you know, because squeeze <laughs> it in there. But I think the other thing that is probably why JFK did get assassinated that nobody talks about is Executive Order 1110. So Kennedy actually is fearing how low the U.S. silver reserves are getting. So he ceases the sale of silver. 
and he tries to supplant the Federal Reserve. He starts to issue these that look like U.S. dollars, but these actually have something behind them. Silverbacks. 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 Silver certificates. So they have a blue seal on them. And so this one actually says, silver certificate, $1 in silver, payable to the bearer on demand. So this was a physical equivalent of a piece of silver that the treasury had to have and even to this day if you're lucky enough to find one of these you can take it to a bank and get a piece of silver so the difference is basically subtle but at the top we have a kennedy silver certificate legit backed up and then at the bottom we have the federal reserve note today which is basically just a trust me federal we got this one note. yeah federal reserve note on that i have some of them Federal Reserve now. No, no, no. The blue, the blue. Do you? Banks, yeah. Where'd you get them? Just I by luck, or I, yeah. yeah, catch them in current. Like, is that right? Rotation, I, oh, I that's awesome. Them. So you can take those to the bank still today. Still today, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. While you're on the JFK assassination, yeah. I always, I just have a theory that Oswald was working for military intelligence to stop the assassination. Okay. Nice. But now that I start thinking about it, is military intelligence is like, is it really military intelligence? I think. There's two factions. It's the Trump faction. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe he was already a part of that fact. Like, the I think other. there's like the CIA, and then there's like this Trump fact. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's the CIA State Department side. Yeah, which I think runs everything. Everything. And then I do think there's another faction where like it, like a almost like a mob boss faction faction where they're like they want. Look, I yeah. own hotels and casinos, and I want dudes to have money so that they make us rich. Well, I think after like World War II, there was like a war on the American people, and I think that well, CIA. Yeah, I, I do. I think the 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 founding of the the CIA came after and, World War II, and, and they're attacking was... like that interest. And this is the old world trying to get its foothold back. And I think like they had like I think Oswald was part of that because like stuff I've read and stuff. I think he was trying to stop the assassination. Hmm. No, I think he caught on. Right, what was going on, and he realized he was the fucking patsy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, I could be wrong. He was but... like, "I'm gonna go to this movie theater, <laughs> but, and but, we, without radios, well, that's a whole and show. Cell tower communications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will find me in it's, four minutes. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was super fast. Right, right, right. I mean, there's a whole show just on. You could do a whole show just on the the him leaving the book suppository to the the movie theater. Mm -hmm. I mean, but mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, like, I think. This has been a battle for decades now. Sure. Like the old, like I think Trump is part of that. And I don't whole, think they're good people. I'm not saying they're no, no, like no, they're no, not they're right. for us. They're just two sides of a different coin. Right. I think but I think one side looks at the middle class as we want a middle class and capitalism. Yeah, I think and they're the other side is yes. we're, we're a crush global everything. cabal that wants pure power. Right. That's fair. It's amazing today how many tidbits are still coming out with the Kennedy assassination. I just saw one just the other day. So everybody knows about the Zapruder film, but one of the only other good pieces of footage comes from the so-called Babushka lady. Yeah. Who's yeah. on the other side of the road, right in the, the middle area of Dealey Plaza. And the funny thing is... For years, the FBI is like, we have no way of figuring out who this woman is. We don't know. And then I saw a side-by-side -side the other day, and there's a really good chance that she's a Rothschild. And what's interesting about the Babushka lady is if you watch, and you can even see it in the Zapruder film, when the shots start to ring out, like we just mentioned January 6th, the odd reactions, mm -hmm. everybody else is running, ducking for cover. She's just quietly standing there and just like not taking moving. the whole thing in, not moving. Yeah. I thought to myself... 
That is the first time that I saw the Rothschilds incorporated into the Kennedy assassination, but nothing would surprise me. The other cool thing I saw, I don't want to say cool because it's very tragic, but the thing I saw that was really eye-opening is somebody was showing like a trajectory analysis and they really strongly believe, and they made a very compelling case that the fatal headshot did not actually come from the grassy knoll. Came it came from the driver. From yeah. no, uh, passenger. No, no, that's a neat one too. Secret service guy. Yeah. It actually came from the sewer grate that was right uh, there. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, because yeah. it's the the driver almost pulled the car to a total stop right there. And when Kennedy's head goes back, they basically said if the shot was coming down from the grassy knoll, the head would have recoiled differently because it went up like this. They thought the fatal shot was actually from inside that sewer. Listen, I get all my Kennedy assassination plot yeah. from Seinfeld, dude. <laughs> that is such a good one. Well, Back you know what's funny, left, which, yeah. I didn't, it is, it, which I didn't even realize at the time. So Wayne Knight, who plays Newman, yeah, he's in is both. in the movie JFK, yeah. which yeah. is insane, yeah. which yeah. I didn't realize. It, that is totally like dogging the whole theory behind the JFK assassination. Like, That's a great episode. In your face. That's one yeah. of the top three Seinfeld is, episodes yes, yeah. of all time. Well, I, I watched a documentary not too long ago, which broke down the guy like spent his whole life on it, yeah. was that the fatal shot was from the Secret Service. Who uh, turns around the driver? No, no. The no. guy in the, the follow car, they're not saying that he that was they were in on it, that Oswald actually took the shots, and when they sped up the car, they had an AR... And he pulled. And he, he act, goes he, to pull it up. And he goes to pull it up at the same time. He fires it because like they took off, yeah. and that was the actual fatal shot. And that's why oh. everybody was acting weird, and like oh. they were trying to hide. Like the Secret Service was in on like trying to hide it. Right. And yeah. I was because thinking it was about, an accident. But the guy that like spent his life, the, he had like all this analysis and like bullet trajectory. It seemed pretty legit. Listen, if the spit came. <laughs> <laughs> But like, what you're saying, but I was like, I had to have been a second spitter. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, is it that fucking simple? That it was just a stupid mistake and, after like well, a major. Well, that very well could have been. Yeah. Like, because obviously, like, if you're a secret well, there's service video... agent in a follow car, boom, you hear a shot rang out. You you're gonna instantly come up to mm. like some sort of, uh, you know, right defensive well, tactical there's vi- position. There's video pictures. And if he hits the gas. It's very, uh, you know. He was, what. Well, another thing was like the Secret Service was out that night before partying and normally this dude wouldn't be on the gun but he was the guy that took care of the car so he wasn't allowed out. So he uh, was the so only, he was sober, the only dude. sober dude. Like <laughs> he wasn't hung over so he was handling the gun and there is pictures of him holding the weapon as they're driving underneath the t- like the bridge. Yeah. But I mean. I, well, speak, said, speaking of the Secret Service, the only secret service agent that day that reacted with any type of haste was a man named clint hill and he jackie kennedy specifically because she was good friends with him the night before she specifically said clint i'm worried i want you on this detail she made the call to have him on there and it's interesting because he is the only one that reacts with any type of haste he's the one that runs up yes he's the one that runs up and jumps on the the back back of the car car, a lot of people think the rest of the secret service probably knew that this was going to happen yeah i mean i that's very well possible i truly believe that but just interesting was Mm -hmm. it nixon right took over lbj LBJ, he did it yeah, well, like, oh, yeah. if you start hearing, sto- like, they were saying that he was in, when Kennedy was gone, he was in the Oval Office changing colors of the drapes. Well, even if you just... Because, like, he knew that he was no, going to be taking... Was there. A- he, was he was there. He was in the room. Like, like, his wife was there, 
changing the drapery and shit at no, the White Lady Bird, House. I'm not calling you out, but Lady Bird's there too because if you think about it, That's the photographs talent. of that son of a gun being sworn in yeah, on the there, plane there beside Jackie oh, yeah, Lady Bird's. Right. That's right. where you get that Maybe wink I, yeah. where he turns to that California, was a California senator? Moynihan, he turns yeah, yeah, in and they so. wink together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, I, and she's still covered in his brain matter. And I know. Yeah. The story <laughs> that's similar to what you're saying, I read about in a Jim Mars book, basically said anytime Kennedy went to Texas, Lyndon Johnson rolled out the red carpet for him on his ranch. Uh, had okay. a huge thing. Like Because the background of that, JFK was kind of pissed that he had to be in Dallas yeah. because all of Texas Ooh, was, was leaning Republican. We should carry it. Yeah, and because, he was pissed. He's like, Lyndon, like, this is your state. We should be carrying this regardless. Right. I shouldn't even be here right now. But it was interesting because Mars pointed out the day of that assassination, Johnson's ranch was totally deserted. There was, like, nothing planned for that day. So I don't know if that yeah, was maybe, maybe, maybe the story. Maybe, yeah. But I think they had a big dinner that's supposed to be that night. Not at Johnson's ranch. Maybe no, it was no, somewhere but it else. Was like yeah. outside, it was, like, a big, okay. like, to-do, yeah. if I remember correctly, because I went to the museum last year. I'm pretty sure they had something because they had like a whole menu and stuff. That well, they he, had. Didn't, he didn't make it. Well, no, he didn't. He, he, he stood them up. but um, <laughs> He if, had other plans. Yeah, he had other plans. So, but if you, look, if you look at LBJ and how he was, he thought that the vice presidency was going to be bigger than it was. And he was so pissed. So Kennedy sent him across like overseas to be like, here, go fucking do something. Have fun. Make yourself look important. Well, if he'd have been and smart think... like Joe Biden, he'd have made him and himself rich. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> wow. mm-hmm. He'd have uh, been like, we'll go here to Ukraine. He did. He, we'll... started, he started a Viet- He kept Vietnam going and yeah. fucking all his buddies made What's money. What's what JFK would have wanted? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Everything he did, he'd put, like, if it wasn't going to be a pose, all he had to do is say, well, you know, it's what Kennedy really wanted. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God, JFK is the best. Well, I hate yeah, it. I know. Our grandparents I... are like, let's get this bust up now. First <laughs> off, I do have a J- that JFK Take thing. it from upstairs? Uh, I, no, 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 no. The, um, the one from the farm. The JFK Bobby Kennedy bust. Uh, yeah, but that... didn't they come from upstairs? They were upstairs in the living room. I think there was one up here. Or was there two up? There was one here, one out in the farm. Yeah, but this one's just one that, like, would hang on the wall, but... Yes. Regardless. Regardless. They're Catholic, dude. I had a whole... (laughs) Listen, I had a whole argument in your poll about how much I hate JFK and how much of a piece of shit he was anyway. God, I don't care. I hate that dude. His whole family was trash. They treated women like shit. They took the youngest one who was, like mentally slow and like hey let's fuck her up even more they gave her a lobotomy dude Dude, they fucked her up that was sad yeah like, and they hit it for hey and j- now they won't even give their their nephew a friggin <laughs> security detail <coughs> pulling 20 percent the democratic friggin it was a different time actually i don't give a mm. shit <laughs> i'm not do you All think right. do you think robert kennedy is safe robert kennedy jr with everything that he's revealing now with, with big pharma and... ball, i don't care really yeah, I, I think really? He, i think he's a i think he's yeah he's big into the he's like uh i i was listening to something from um glenn beck when he was on fox and kennedy was on there and goes you should just be hauled off and assassinated because you're the problem with this because gl- you deny global warming yeah i think he's a narcissist and i think he i think he I, it's he's, crazy. A, Listen, he's a Kennedy dude. As crazy as this sounds, yeah. I think he works for the fucking CIA. How, that's how crazy I think. I think he's on that side. Well, I don't. I don't think that's crazy at all. I think. Well, his, his, his fucking killed his whole family. <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say, especially with everything I've seen from Elon Musk recently, yeah. symbolism wise, I think that they're and the the Soviet Union figured this out decades ago, and I've been saying it in comment sections, different places where I can, and I just saw a video about it. 
just the other day and it's so obscure i thought they had to have seen my comment at some point but have you guys ever heard of the trust so i, I listened to this whole series on espionage and it's interesting back when lenin and stalin were in power um they actually created a counter-revolutionary movement that was called the trust and it supposedly had high-ranking military officials that wanted to overthrow their regime and get the soviet union back to its glory days the way it should have been so all of these soviet patriots joined the trust thinking that they were talking to other patriots Trump. and that they were going to do this and so what ended up happening once enough people got in they basically knew who they were and they arrested them all and a lot of them got killed then but what was interesting to me is seeing that i think a lot of that happens today like if you look back now in hindsight I can say hindsight, but when you look at the QAnon idea, the other benefit, <coughs> sorry, what the, the I know the other benefit of having this is regular people don't act then because they assume right. there is this super powerful, super organized group of patriots that's going to step in yeah. and actually fix it. And it didn't happen in the Soviet Union. So when you look at QAnon, People were really, really excited about it. Like, all right, you know, President Trump has this whole thing planned out. They're going to overthrow us. They're going to expose it all. Then nothing happened. So, you know, Trump, Elon Musk, people like that, I sometimes wonder, are they basically the controlled opposition? But in reality, they aren't. Yeah, it's fooled me once. Shame on you. Mm -hmm. I, I got fooled numerous times now in my life. I got fooled with the whole 9-11 uh, bullshit. Like, I was all like, George Bush, let's go. We got to fucking destroy. Mm. Blow up. Make carpet bombs, even though Iraq wasn't like yeah. actually part well, of it. Oh, I was but 20, I'm 19, 20 years old. Yeah. I, I bought into it, and then like a couple years later, I'm like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And then I kind of, I, oh, I like three quarters of the way bought into Trump. Now I don't know about Trump. I think mm -hmm. he didn't do any shit he said he was going to do. He didn't clean up no swamps. He gave free, he printed money, handed it out. But he didn't realize how, just how deep the swamp was. Oh, that's right. I, Dude, I heard the craziest thing the other day on a podcast. Let's get it. All well, right. well, now they're trying to feed us. I almost fell for Kennedy. Well, that's why. I mean, feed me, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, you know what I mean? They're feeding right. it to us. Like, this is the guy now. This is the new well, Trump. I, what I think they're doing with Kennedy is because Kennedy will pull. He's in the middle. Again. He will pull the. I hate Trump because he's so rude with his tweets. So I'll vote for Kennedy this time. And I think that that will pull. Well, he got me. Because he has libertarian ideals. Right. He he speaks a libertarian game. This, it's the same thing Trump did. I This is what I told our uncle that called him a piece of shit but now loves him. Trump spoke like a libertarian when his like in the uh, when he actually spoke politics and when he wasn't just right. smashing. When he wasn't like, nice hair, but, stupid. <laughs> yeah. But he like he pulled from that libertarian mindset. Right. And I think that like anti-vax thing or whatever he's working on. And shit is hitting that note. Yeah, a lot of people forget that Trump banned the bump stock. Oh, yeah, he did a lot you know, of he, fucked up oh, shit. Oh, we shouldn't have those. How dare you have a gun? Yeah, no, all kind like, like, so, like, like. Well, he kept Fauci around. He he printed all that he money. Burks around. Yeah, he gave a bunch of money out. So, like, he ain't he no different. Right. Yeah, so. Like, either that or he's an idiot. So. Either he's an idiot and fell right into their trap. Right. Or he was part of the whole thing. Right. Sorry, go ahead. I was cutting. Well, guys. okay, no, so my crazy conspiracy that I heard the other day. So this guy's on this podcast. He's like, I have a podcast. 
We have not ours. I was listening to a different one. Oh, I thought it was ours. We were listening. And he to. was like, "Yeah, ours is crazy." He goes, "I talked to my friend out in California. He was talking to these Mexicans. They were hired by the Trump administration to come in here and start arresting the illegals and taking them back to Mexico <laughs> because Trump." Is still running our government. Oh, that uh, yeah, we talked about so that last great. week. Trump is still running our government. Yeah, was that that like seventeen seventy? Yeah, yeah, like this eight eighteen sixty three charter. Uh, there, where, well, there's like that charter of like nineteen something thirty or something. Yeah, I like the, how the U.S. is a corporation yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I went down that rabbit hole the other day. Yeah, it's like, interesting. Oh, it, it it's, is. It's I definitely fi- interesting. I, I finally saw a video that at least made some sense because like I've seen that conspiracy kicking around, but like the people who tried to explain it couldn't really explain. It. I was like, is there, is there really anything to this? I finally saw one the other day where a dude explained. It. I was like, okay, I could, I, I could, see it. I yeah, kind of see it. that a little bit. Yeah. Well, like, I do think we are a corporation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do too. Well, that's why they issue you a social security. But I don't think Trump's, a- I don't think Trump's running shit. Like there's a, nah. you know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Well, it's like the weird thing, like the Maui flower fires, right? Like there's sh- like, they let the place burn down for so like the idea is like they let the place burn down. So like these corporations come in and buy it up and turn it into whatever. Yeah. Cause it's a poor section right now. It's like the poorer section. I think that's true. But then they're showing videos of like laser shooting. The yeah. fuck that is to make people think it's a conspiracy. and Everything's crazy. Anybody says so that you don't catch on to the real fucking right. conspiracy. That BlackRock just burnt the shit. To no, the like they, there was a natural well, fire and they're just like, we'll just let well, it burn. Here's the, here's the things that are weird about that though. Like, 10 years ago, they were like, this is probably the most dangerous area. It burns all the time. It burns all the time. It's a desert. They had 12 firemen. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you're one of the worst, like, if you're deemed one of the worst, fi- like, fire hazards in the whole yeah. island, mm-hmm. you have more than fucking 12 I, I don't firemen. think they set the fire. They're just waiting for it to happen because right. it happens every two years. And then, like, it's like the deadliest fire in U.S. history. Mm, I don't yeah, think it is. Had, That's know, what they're the only, saying. They're or maybe it was like in the last fires. 30 years. Okay, there you go. There's only a thousand people missing. But hey, but it's only like three percent of the island. Like those islands aren't like people. Like people look at Hawaii, like oh, Hawaii, that's a big island. No, you can literally walk around the island in a day. Like if you were really moving your ass, because it's only like twelve by like six or something at the widest part. Twelve feet by six? Yeah, twelve foot by six. Foot. Wait, not You're the like big seven. island though, right? Nah, I don't know. I'm okay. just messing with it. Twelve okay. miles by six okay. miles or whatever. It's not fair. It's not big. Like when you look at like Pennsylvania, it takes you like four hours. You know, eight hours to drive across right. from mm-hmm. Philly to you know Erie. Right. Like it's not that big. I think there's. I think there's like two different levels of conspiracy going on with that, and the level that brad alluded to with the real estate is definitely real and i know that because i went on a church mission trip down to mississippi to the gulf coast after a hurricane wiped everything out and so we were trying to help a lot of poor largely african-american communities and what we learned down there was really infuriating they basically said the reason none of these people had insurance and they said the same thing about hawaii well none of these people had insurance these people in mississippi did have insurance but here's what went down the insurance companies are like, hey, this is a hundred year floodplain. You don't need flood insurance. All you need here is hurricane insurance. And if you have hurricane insurance, you're covered. So people are like, all right. So they did the responsible thing. They listened. They got hurricane insurance. 
after that happened, insurance company comes in and goes, no, 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 sorry. It this was wasn't the It wasn't the hurricane that destroyed your house. It was the flood surge that actually did. You didn't have flood insurance, sorry. And so even then on that mission trip, I learned that they were basically, they couldn't rebuild, so they were getting bought out by big casinos. And so that was in Mississippi, like probably 15 years ago. So that's the one level conspiracy. It's Wait, definitely was that true. that wasn't the one where Bush blew up the dikes and and flooded Louisiana. That was New Orleans. Oh, okay. I, George Bush I, hates white yeah. people, black people. <laughs> like, but so the other level is you've got the the do angle, the directed energy weapon, and one of the things you got to watch online is a lot of the footage that people are showing. Like, look how crazy this is, has actually come from like different fires in yeah. different places, but at the same time. They just showed a clip the other day from somebody at the Pentagon. We've had directed energy weapons yeah, we for do. some time. Some of the clips of people showing bright beams of light coming down to the ground do seem to be real and aren't photoshopped. And then if you want to hit the whole angle of they have to show you what they're doing ahead of time. Did you guys see it just came out that Mountain Dew has had this flavor called Maui Blast? for some time uh -huh. and then the footage that's come out from this is there is like a big bright flash before all of this goes down so there's there's so many different levels you can well, go it's to like it the it. canadian wildfires where that dude's like look why do all the wildfires start at the same time and he's yep. running that map and it's like because you see the satellite imagery yeah. it's not like it's spread right. by wind it's just boom 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 boom, right. boom, boom. like yep. 28 fires like yeah. all at the same time right yeah. I, I mean i just think they do like the absurd and let that run and let that push because then it just takes away from the actual well, conspiracy like, that is. That's, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's let it go so far. So, when you, like we've said before, like, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Like, you talk about Project Blue Book. Well, we talked about uh, Paperclip. Pa yeah. And then that show, show on with uh, like, Hulu, uh, they're hunt the Nazi they're, hunters. They're Nazi yeah. hunters, where it's like. It's like cartoony. They're killing yeah. not like killing Nazis, and they're like, "Oh, it's just like that TV show." Right? Mm -hmm. The Nazis are in our because, government. I mean, right. how many people really believe that? Like, if you tell them, "Hey, we brought Nazis over here," mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right." Right. Well, I live. We live in like a weird world where we all know this, and you say it and like. Like five people I know are like, oh yeah, yeah, we all know. Yeah, operation paperclip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like you go meet some like normie, and they're like. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Warren Van Braun was Von an American was, hero. We loved, we loved him. He ran NASA. More, oh, he Man, also uh, dropped about 50,000 bombs on England. Warren Van Braun was an Alabaman. Yeah. <laughs> even if you look today at Jim's like, not laughing at that one. He doesn't like that. No, <laughs> I don't mind that era. because even if you look at even if you look at today, like if you type like Werner Von Braun into Wikipedia, like the whole angle they try to go with is Oh, Von Braun really didn't like the Nazis. Yeah, he didn't like the war, but this is the only way he could pursue his scientific interests in rocketry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, pictures come out of Von Braun wearing the SS oh, officer's uniform. Yeah. He was fully in charge of Penamund, where all these things were being made with concentration camp labor, where thousands of people died. And so they basically try to push this narrative like, oh, he didn't know any of that was going on. Yeah. But some people are like, hey. This was the dude that was in charge of the camp. He knew this was going well, on. Well, I've heard like testimony of him like being at the ceremony and witnessing the three or four slowest people at the whatever plant they were hung every day. Mm -hmm. And he was like just standing there with his shit yeah. on. I just read the so other like, day, I, j just in like an Apollo book that I was reading. It wasn't even about conspiracy. I just want to shoot rockets off. Yeah. <laughs> and I forget the guy's name, but one of the officials at NASA 
after the Apollo missions ended, he actually got taken back to Germany to stand trial for war crimes and was convicted as a Nazi and went to jail and served the rest of his life in jail over there. And but that only was after he helped us. Do after what we after needed. all that happened. So it's not like this is a conspiracy. Well, it's, a, it's a show theory that Nazis didn't lose. They just put suits on yeah. and run our government now. Well, it's just like it's just like after the Civil War, dude. Those big, rich Southerners, they they obviously couldn't afford to run their huge farms anymore because they had no free labor. So they put a suit on and went to New York and became the freaking Democrat Party, dude. Right. That's what they did. There is an interesting conspiracy out there that I'd say is fairly recent, but it's fascinating to me. And it, the premise basically goes like this. After World War II the globalists basically learned they weren't going to be able to control the world with a military invasion, with one country invading another country. Because when that happened, all the people of the country being invaded would basically take up arms. It would make it that much tougher to defeat that country. So they realized after the way World War II ended like it did, the way to actually take over the world wasn't through a direct invasion. It was going to be through corporations and it was going to be through industry. And now today it's going to be through technology and control. And Yeah, slowly killing their citizens. Yeah, so that, that makes a lot of sense Food. to me. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny because I just read the last book in the uh, Terminal List series. And that's literally what it is. That there's mm -hmm. a group of Russians... And dudes from like hot, rich dudes who control everything, all selling out their countries. Not so like they kept them from having nuclear war between the U.S. and Russia during the Cold War, but really it was all about them ending up with total control through corporations and technology and all this other well, shit. Well, that Nazi show, that Hunter show, like what those Nazis were trying to do was like take over businesses and poison the food. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I know. foreshadowing. But the problem is we, did, like, we brought them over here and put them in charge of shit. Everything. Yes. So they were running, you know, medical our top medical schools. They were running our military industrial complex, our rockets, our, you know, NASA. Like they, they weren't just over here like, I'm just a... I'm just scrubbing well, the tank over here at the PRR. We're just name the businesses that are still left from Nazis. IBM, Bear, yeah, Hugo uh, Boss, Hugo, Hugo Boss, Boss. Like, Farm, yeah, yep, yeah, all that shit. It, it kind of showed that even though publicly the United States said the right things, denouncing the Axis powers and Germany in particular, privately behind closed doors, and some of it wasn't closed doors when you look at industrious like Henry Ford, but they had a deep awe for what the Nazis were able to accomplish, not just technology-wise, but propaganda-wise oh, with their own people. And they wanted to incorporate as much of that into our country as they could. Well, do you know when they first started to round up the Jews, they looked at our, at our laws, the black laws of the South for over there, where like if you had like a drop of black blood, you were considered to be black. That's terrifying. When they got When they got to Germany and they were like, well, this is what they do in the United States. Like, if you have a drop of black blood, so if you have a drop of Jew blood, well, all the the Germans were like, whoa, back up, dude, because we all have Jew blood in us. Yeah, Hitler like, did too. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they were like, 
if it's your third uncle second removed, you're okay. So, mm. like, they changed, but they tried to use our freaking southern laws mm. about, like, having so much black blood in your right, right. in your family tree. And they, even they thought that was crazy over there. Yeah. I think what was probably most disheartening to me through the couple COVID years there <laughs> is that when, was, like, mimicked it. when you started to drop <laughs> parallels to how the Nazis gradually started to segregate and discriminate Jewish people and gypsies and people of ethnicities that they didn't like. First, they basically moved them into their own communities and they claimed that they spread disease. So they had to be separated from the rest of the Germans. And then they started to ratchet it down more and they weren't allowed to work and they weren't allowed to do this and this. And then when you look at the actual strategy that was used during COVID, first it was, well, the non-vaccinated are spreading disease. Then it was, you know, don't be near the unvaccinated. And then, you know, people started to lose jobs for not getting the vaccination. And you just see this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is basically the same exact strategy that Germany used. And people always say, oh, that was such a terrible time. We'll never go through that again. We just did. But, but we basically did. And, you know, it never got to this point and it genuinely surprised me that it didn't. But if it got to the point where the NIH or the U.S. government or whoever said, hey, we are so concerned with the amount of unvaccinated people out there, we are basically setting up this tip line. And if you suspect that your neighbor or somebody in your family is not vaccinated or they are spreading unscientific propaganda, call this number and and report them and we'll look into it like that. The phone lines would have been flooded. Oh, they lit, lit up. I think they did. And that's what the social media and shit is. You know what I mean? I think that's because you can report people on that. Yeah. I, I, I think that this day, was a test run to see who would comply. I printed out the Nuremberg code and mm -hmm. like it sits on my desk just because I, I meant to tape it to the wall and it just sits on the corner of my, my workbench. But like every day I walk by it and I read the first one and, and I'm like, Fucking COVID destroyed the first roll of the Nuremberg Code. Mm -hmm. Like, not even going through the, like, no. the next 15 yep. of them. Mm -hmm. Literally the first roll, which is like, you can't force people. You can't, like, make people do it by, you know, holding their job over their head. Now, it doesn't say it like that. It's, it's by it's force. It's way force, more professional, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. But it's like, it, I'm I, like, I read that first one all the time, and I'm like... It was literally what they did to us. And, you know, people even tried to explain that away. They're like, well, the Nuremberg Code, like the Nazis were doing terrible things. These people like this, this, this COVID is vaccine, this for the greater good. And I'm just thinking just the phrase greater good sends shivers up my spine because how many times did Hitler basically oh, say, yeah, every we, we have to yeah. do this and this and this for, for the greater the German, good. Yeah, for the, for yeah. the Reichstag. Well, so how, like, oh, how old are we? Yeah. 45, uh -huh. like as a round right, number. right. Who's just saying 20 years, they do it to our kids and they just give in? Oh, our kids will give in. You understand what I'm saying? Because these younger in. people have no mm -mm. essence of history. Mm -hmm. They act like it's stupid. Mm -hmm. No, and when you tell them things, they roll their eyes and act like you're a freaking And this moron. isn't like old man shit. Like when your dad's like, like when we were kids, you know, your dad told you something or whatever. Like I, they do not have any, because they're not teaching it. No. And they no, think you're. I have a note. From sixth grade history, I literally found it written on like a piece of paper that I had come across, 
and it was like Hitler dressed had his soldiers dress up like pol like Polish troops. Oh, the Gleiwitz radio yes. station, and had them yeah. shoot like to make it like to fake an invasion, mm -hmm. like the Nazis were like you know mm -hmm. like the Poles were attacking them. If you said that today, dudes would be like, "That's not what happened. Mm -hmm. That's totally not." Well, they what can happened. literally change history in front of you. Yeah, they can just delete on your shit. on your computer screen, and your yeah. kids will say, "What, That's Ashley? Stupid. What?" Why are you being a fucking dick right now? I don't First know. You're raising off, your hand, rolling your eyes at Jim. I don't know what's well, going Jim on. Well, Jim gave there. me the look like they don't shut the fuck up and let you talk. And I go, we're on the same page, bud. <laughs> I fuck all three Lick of you. Lick says a lot. But, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> totally put words in your mouth. No, I remember. I was going to back you up and say I remember saying that because then I got to use that uh, same note that you had in your notes. And I looked really hey, smart what time, what time are we at? How late do you want to go? We're good. Let's go a little bit longer. You want to go long? Yeah. Well, I mean, let, Jim let me, still has a lot of what I'm saying is standard. I haven't even done that. All, but all if I was Jim saying was. Jim hadn't gone on to fucking JFK. Okay. We're, uh, yeah. so we're, uh, we're like an hour and 50. I'm just saying we can keep going and do a long one. That's fine with me. I don't give a shit. Or we can split it. It's well, a, we can't split it now because we're halfway through money and we stopped talking about JFK for 20 minutes. That was you could split it right yeah. now because we're about to get in a gold standard. That's That'd be a good split. All right. Let's we split could, it. You know, and we'll do another hour. Okay, but does this Nazi bell still work? Because we oh, talk yeah, Nazis a lot. Yeah, Jim, why did you reach ever touch me. it? Jim, we put the Nazi bell in front of you and you screwed this up. We Sorry. haven't done it for a while. We quit. Yeah. That's a shame. I like that part of the show. All right. It's one of the only parts of the show I liked. Oh, well, that's pretty dickish. <laughs> and me, right? Like, I, we, I'm just, I was just saying, it don't matter. No, we can do that. Real, yeah, that's fine. Okay, then. Well, uh, see you next time. We're going to get into the gold standard next time. Bye. Bye. Later. Peace.